0: Shri Gauri Vaishnava Guru Paramparā ki jāi, Sri Chaitanya Charitāmita ki jāi, O Bhaktavirnda ki jāi, Guru Premanandī. So we continue with our discussion of Sri Chaitanya Charitāmita. Krishna Skabrivaška Swami ki jāi. We're reading in the the Balya Lila, or the childhood pastimes, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and Krishnas is following the lead, of course, of Vrindavan Dasthapur and citing some of the leelas that he has explained extensively and some that he hasn't mentioned at all, like the dirt-eating one that we discussed Mm -hmm. at some length. It had some parallel to the sitting amongst the pots but actually that does come later so it is a separate uh, Lila parallel being Mahaprabhu spoke philosophically there to his his mother and sitting among dirty pots is equally uh, uh, wrong for a child (laughs) as he's eating dirt something like that. So mm, of course that ended with, Etobali jananir kole te stan pan kori Prabhu ishata hasiya. And with the conclusion, saying what he said, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, was, with a happy face, he climbed on his mother's lap and began to suck her breast. Emate nan chale. Aishvara dekai balya bhava prakatiya paschapta So Krishna says in this way, Krishna says in this way, mata nanchali, in this way, with different, um, under different pretexts hmm, of performing different pastimes, <clears throat> Adishwarya, uh, excuse me, Aishwarya Dekai Balya Bhav Prakatiya Paschat Lukai. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu exhibited Aishwarya and the Bhav of Bhagawan. The implication is the fact that he was was God and um, he also hid himself by way of acting like an ordinary child. So this is um, a little different, of course, than what we find later. There we find Chaitanya Mahaprabhu vacillating between, given the circumstances, the conditions and so forth, between what? Between the bhava of Bhagawan and the bhava of a Bhakta. Hmm. Here he has not begun to manifest himself as a Bhakta. So between the Bab of a Bhakta and that of apparently an ordinary child with all this mischievousness and uh, pranks and misbehavior and so forth that are um, prominent in the early stages of childhood in the Kumar Layla. At the same time, it's apparent that he was like Krishna, a little mature for his age. So it's a secret who he is still. But he's a devotee. That will come later. That'll be very attractive to us when he manifests not only as Bhagavan, but as the not only as the object of worship, but as the Ideal, teaches by the example. It's not the ideal of how to worship. This is very good combination, the two together. Hmm? Both deity and ideal of devotion, example of devotion. So Krishna continues, Atiti prayer ana koilatin var pace guptese on one occasion, Chaitanya me Atiti vipra there was a Brahmin guest uh, visiting the house of Nanda. And so this kind of visiting amongst Brahmins and sadhus was very common. And the hosting of guests, for that matter, was very common. And people were, at the time, in... Uh, um, in those parts in India in particular um, and the rest of the world as well much more um, closely um, acquainted with one another no no apartment doors across the hall from which you have no idea who's living there and don't want to know who's living there not like that so everybody knows everybody (laughs) and so for the lady next door to take care of your son for a while or a month you have to go somewhere or something that was quite uh, quite common. So the idea of many mothers, fathers, uncles, beyond the d- direct uh, blood relationship, extended family. I had a nice, as I've said before, experience of that in, in Madhuvan when, when I was speaking once with uh, Juan, one of our workers, who was born on our land. He's, he's uh, now... Works there. He's just only ten years younger than me, um, and something had happened in the community there, and uh, he started talking about it. And I, and I realized that he knows everybody. Everybody knows him, and everybody knows what's going on here, you know, in the, in the village. If we would, his uh, swami's car would break down, and it has many times on the road. Uh, you know, it would be an event. And people would come out with hammers and screwdrivers and saws or whatever, you know, and help out and whatnot, and be talked about at dinner and spread around. So, I mean, the car broke, you know, everything, <laughs> and that kind of thing. So, very charming, very endearing, hmm? very, uh, gave me to experience it, and to see Juan speak about it without thinking about it. Hmm? It was like being on a different planet from being in a very uh, developed... A developed first world, uh, <laughs> you know, perspective. Um, Marjumais... Well, somebody in the village died, they borrowed our truck for the funeral. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, so anyway, a, a, a Brahman visited the house, they hosted him, and Anna uh, Bar. Three times, <clears throat> Krishna says, confidentially, in a hidden way, mm-hmm. Pache gupte. Gupte means hidden. Sevi pre kori lenistar, He delivered the Brahman. The story, of course, is that the Brahman visited, and and uh, Jagannath Mishra made all arrangements for him to do the worship of his uh, deity that he carried with him wherever he went, around his neck, and uh, and. Uh, not being a householder, he would typically offer to his deity, um, uncooked items. Hmm? But when visiting a householder, then a householder would want to see the deity feast and would the sadhu get some cooked, have some rice. Hmm? Some anna. Hmm? Here the word is used anna for food, but it means rice. It, it means that in Bengal at that time, as it was in South India, in the past and perhaps to some extent still today if you haven't eaten rice you haven't eaten so if you want what you want to have anna, you want to have your, your, your meal you want to have your lunch, it's got to have rice um, as I've said before in the north it's chapatis, if you haven't had a chapati you know what the meal you haven't eaten fortunately in in other parts of the world if you haven't had a carcass you haven't eaten so uh, <laughs> uh, Different idea there, but ana here means food. It means it means rice, and and uh, if you if you had a good crop of rice, it was uh, you know a good year. Hmm? So the Brahmin was invited and facilitated to to cook for himself for, for his deity and offer it, and then he would of course have a nice meal. And in the in the, in the uh, householders in this instance they supplied the ingredients. Hmm? And so he cooked nicely for his deity and uh, made all the arrangements. And while he was making the offering and closing his eyes and chanting his mantra, the child, uh, Nimai, Vishwambar, came and ate the offering. Hmm. So he opened his eyes and said, well, What's going on? Can't you control your kids here no, you now? So, but he was very um, sattvic and very... Um, a good devotee, so he didn't take any offense. He so, said, anyway, so Krishna has arranged. He doesn't want me to eat today. Anything cooked, so, so be it. Mm. But, uh, of course, this was not acceptable to Jagannath Mishra, because if the guest comes to the house, and especially he's a Brahmin and a devotee, and he's not fed or given ingredients to cook and have a full meal, then it's like, we haven't hosted him properly, we haven't done our, our duty much the householders in this culture's duty was to feed hmm, those who didn't have to share the wealth hmm, distribution of wealth <laughs> um, and the wealth was food so so he asked to please you know please cook again, here's the ingredients. we'll keep my son out of the way, forgive him. actually he became angry that his son wanted to chastise him, and the brahmin stopped him and said, you know, don't do that, it's not going to help. At his age, chastising him, he's not going to learn anything. He's just going to get a bad uh, psychological, you know, whatever, um, uh, issue about authority (laughs) that he's going to carry with him throughout his life and be a burden, and uh, that's not going to be good. So just, you know, let it go. He's not going to... He's going to only learn that you punished him and he's not going to understand why. He's not old enough to understand why. So, calm down. Mm-hmm. So, Yodhika Mishra, calmed down and and then he agreed to cook again and so he cooked again. And as it said here, <clears throat> teen Bar, three times, three times Mahaprabhu delivered him by eating his offering, having been called, if you will. And the implication here, of course, is that Gore and Krishna are one and the same. So, some circles of, uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, they invoke the Gopal mantra or the Krishna mantra, Namo Brahmanya, for example, Devaya Go Brahman, Hitaya Chajagaritaya in the worship of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now, we also have incorporated in our lineage, in many lineages of Gaudiya lineages, the, the Gopal mantra, the Gore mantra, but obviously the Gore mantra is uh, not something that's found in too many Upanishads, or <laughs> because it's coming after the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, much after the Puranas and Upanishads and so on and so forth. So it seems to come from, from our Sampradaya. So it is with the... Um, uh, with the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes the worship and come the devotees and and come the appropriate mantras, either from the Shastras or from the Gurus. I mean, Gopal the Swami wrote the Hari Bhakti Balas, all the mantras are there. I don't think he's pulling the, the gore mantra from anywhere, but you know, the Chaitanya Upanishad that came from Bhakti Vinod, but even that was 500 years later. Um, uh, but we talked about the other night, some nights back, about how uh, Sanatana Goswami manifested the Brihita Prabhupada tamrita mm. So we don't have a problem with that. Really, we, we, it, it would be difficult to deny the divinity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm. So we have to find a way to affirm it. Mm. And so... Somewhere along the line, I can't tell you where, but it it's must be coming from the Goswamis. this a Gopal Mantra, uh, G- Gor Mantra. I believe it's it's me- it's mentioned in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Um, Shringa brahmachari if it was it was chanting the Gor Mantra, Gor Gopal Mantra, something. So, and of course, the deity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was established in his own time, Goridas Pandit, and Kalna. Had uh, in West Bengal had deities of Gornitai. Hmm? Um, he is the, the Subal Saka, the timid friend of Krishna uh, and helper in his uh, loving affairs, as he appears in Lila. So he had deities of um, Gornitai. And you know, the famous story there is some beautiful uh, Leela kirtans um, uh, describing, one in particular describing the uh, event. I had that at Adaria. nice book full of all, just hundreds and hundreds of Bengali songs for Chaitanya, for Nityananda, for Gora Nityananda, Lila Kirtans, Guna Kirtans, Nam Kirtans, a little book like this. Um, and uh, one of the beautiful ones in there that I liked very much is, is, is the, the, the description, as Lila Kirtan, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Nityanandhu coming to visit Gauridas Pandit's place and how he prepares lunch for them and they're satisfied and and then they go to leave and he says, hold on a minute, you know, don't leave. Um, Again, it's this extended idea, the last thing you want is the visitor to leave. What speak if the visitors are God and they're in your home and you're providing for them and so forth. Even ordinary visitors. Mm. Um, This was the culture. Mm. Prabhupada used to tell his household disciples, that, you know, you should live your lives in such a way that when you travel, say, on a train, which is, you know, typical in India uh, still, and you meet people and talk to them, then you, you know, you make friends and you invite them to come home. Why don't you get off at my stop here? Come on home, (laughs) spend a couple days, you know? (laughs) So he was speaking like that, we were looking at him like, what? You know, that was, you know, part of the culture that he was raised in. And then bring them home and um, be a perfect devotee and after two, three days, they should want to be devotees, too. <clears throat> it, was his, it was his idea of how to preach, very much uh, emphasizing the, the, uh, the thrust of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's preaching, which was by example. That example speaks louder than, than precept. Hmm. So... Um, what was the point? The so, Yeah... Um Was I making another point? No, yeah, Gaur right. Gordas pandit, yeah, excuse me, so Gordas pandit, so they, he didn't want them to leave, and of course they're Gaurnaty. But he had deities, as I say, of Gaurnaty in his house, hmm? and so Mappu mm-hmm. Natyachan, they said, look, you know, we're, we're there, you know, we're not different than deity, we're we're on the altar, so, and he said, no, I don't want them deities of you I want you so they said okay so they went up as the song goes and they got on the altar and the deities walked out <laughs> so such was the relationship between Goryas Pandit and Gornathai and uh, of course the other famous deity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the uh, deity of Vishnu Priya after Mahaprabhu took sannyas, then the deity was made of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and she gave the approval. Three times the deity was brought before her, and a third time she pulled her veil, which was, which was she reckoned, he's there, so she showed some, some what it was, shyness, or something like that. He's actually there. So the artist had captured him in terms of the feeling that he put into the craftsmanship of the deity. And then the deity was established in this famous deity in, in Nadia, Navadeep. Hmm. So, um so we get on to that deity worship? So too many thoughts. Guests um the mantra. Gore mantra corresponds with the Deity. So if you have a deity, you have a mantra that corresponds. Mm-hmm. So with the deity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we have to have a mantra also. Mm-hmm. So there's the Gor go Mantra, Gor Gayatri. Bhakti um, Bhaktivedanta, they were strong in emphasizing this, but you find this in many, many Parivaras, of course, um, Gore Mantra. Mm-hmm. And so, somebody wrote me... Um, the uh, excerpt uh, today of an article of another um, guru in uh, another mission, and um, he was had written an article about how the um, swarup of the jiva and bhakti is inherited in, in the jiva because bhakti, vinod has said so in different places. Hmm? Never mind that he, he said otherwise and taught otherwise in other places, which that person doesn't seem to be aware about of but in order to establish his point, he cited Bhaktivinoda Thakur, who has said that that uh, when a the president Acharya makes arrangements and um, uh, uh, ritualistic behavior and so forth, I think these are the terms that were used that differ from the past Hmm? then regardless of the fact it's different from the previous acharyas or from the shastra Hmm? then it should be accepted because more or less he's saying that the guru is the living embodiment representation and so forth and therefore because his point was Bhaktivedanta said it then it doesn't matter what anybody said previously we should accept what Bhakti Vinod says Hmm. the problem with the person's logic is of course that if it's to be taken in the way in which he really misunderstands what Bhakti Vinod Thakura is saying then as soon as you open your mouth to make the point you have contradicted yourself because if for example a present acharya says that there is no bhakti inherent in the jiva. Hmm? You cannot say, yes, there is, because Vinod says there is, and Vinod said that whatever the acharya says, even if it differs from the previous acharya <laughs> and the shastra, has to be accepted. <laughs> so your point is you've just defeated yourself here, because you know? the present acharya is... Say differently. But besides that, uh, the only way that that statement of Bhakti talk really sticks and makes sense is if it applies to details. And of course, he uses words like arrangements, arrangements, and ritual procedures. So these are adjustments with regard to how you should fast or not fast, how you should chant or not chant, whether you should wear white or red or blue or pink. or um, And it, it may be said otherwise. And even, for example, um, Sanatana Goswami may have cited this verse from that Purana, this verse from this Agama, this from the Pancharatra about dress, mantra, time, place, in terms of establishing a a code of um, etiquette, of uh, norms uh, for uh, conduct, for uh, procedures, for rituals, um, as he has. In Hari Bhakti Vilas, drawing from for our um, community, for the Gaudiya community, hmm. what we have seen over hundreds of years in the lineage, there's fair amount of relativity to that. Once I was sitting with a prominent and scholarly and known in the West even uh, representative of the uh, Radharaman uh, Temple and the bar the lineage coming from Gopal Bhattagoswami. And um and uh, and he told me that he he was citing the Hari Bhakti Vilas, a verse which says that the guru should not be a sannyasi or should be a householder, I forget which which way it is. So I think it's shouldn't be a sannyasi, but should be a householder. Hmm. He similar to me and he knows my guru was, was a sannyasi, you know, so it's a little like and okay, you're a really little too much at this point here. We're just having a conversation. You know, to, you know come on with your, um, you know, your position like this. Um, so, uh, of course, the verse that he cited also says, "And he should be handsome." And so, he didn't cite that part. Um, so these are there are some relative statements, just like you can find in that book of Hari Bhakti Bakhtiyar. We'll to give a further example, that, that the Guru. Uh, if if you if you are from a Brahmin family, you should have a Brahmin guru. If you're from a, you know, a Sudra family, you should have a Sudra guru. These are like what Prabhupada referred to as more or less material calculations that have value. Hmm? Because as I've said before, if there's a relative connection, if we come from the same town or the same culture, then the ability to communicate uh, on the surface is enhanced. I know your psychology... You know, psychology of mind, because we're from the same upbringing, same country, um, and and so forth, same language. And there's a lot, the language is the whole world, right? It's the whole culture is represented there. And so if you can match up on that level, that's helpful. Of course, if you can match up on that level, but you don't match up on the other level, that the guru is actually qualified and the disciples actually sincere and interested and so then there's no real transmission it's gonna take place. So the latter trumps the former, but if you can have both together, the relative and the absolute lines running, you know, in parallel, then okay. That's the best case scenario. So there are statements like this, for example, in Hari Bhakti Balas. So anyway, then he he said to me, I, I, I made the point that you know Hari Bhakti Vilas is, is is not something that um, is uh, uh, necessarily Siddhanta and all you know. His, his codes of behavior, and so for the different times and circumstances, everybody has adjusted that over the centuries. He said, "No one follows Hari Bhakti Velas more closely than than us, the followers of Gopal Bhatta, because the book is attributed to Gopal Bhatta and to Sanatana Swami." It's an actually wrote the tikka, the commentary on it, but they're the followers of Gopal. But no one follows more closely than us. I said yes, no one follows more closely, but you don't follow it completely either, mm. which is my point. Mm. There's some relativity to it. There was a, it was, a, it's an effort to show that the Gaudis, which was a new lineage, mm. this is the uh, yeah, uh, that, it, that it that it had shape. It had a form. It had its mantras and its procedures and all that, so that people take it seriously. And it has a form to... in which the substance is couched. And most people, let's face it, they identify with the form more than the substance. You could have the substance and not have the form and, and they might not... they might throw you out the door. And you could have the form and not the substance and they might invite you in and worship you and, and, uh, and, and so forth. Hmm? So... Uh, so it is. So, um, at any rate, w- where he got the Gore mantra, or, I don't even know if it's in Hari Bhakti Vilas, like so I say, it's mentioned in Chaitanya Charitamrita, but... Um, it's in the Paditis. it's there. I mean, yeah, that's coming, coming later, of associates of Mahaprabhu, like... Like Guru uh, Gopanga Ruga Swami, Dhyan Chandra, you can find there. So these like hand like like deity worship books or handbooks of bhakti. I remember when I first met read the the, the iskon handbook, thought to be a devotee, I thought, Oh God, I'm dumb dumb I'm I'll never be able to do this. I can't learn all these prayers and things and how do you know? <laughs> that's what I thought. I was impossible for me. But I you know, I I tried anyway. So like Prabhupada would say, like with the Murdanga, just beat it with feeling you know <laughs> something like that and then gradually the details will uh will come so um so so with the forming of the sampradaya you know comes the Haryabhakti bhakti last and with excuse me the Gore mantra, mantra um and and many other things that i'm speaking about that are relative, there are details that could be done one way, could be done another way, how to observe a codice is given there. Well, you know, you'd be hard pressed to find any Gohita that follows exactly the system there, which begins the night before, with fasting the night before, I think staying up that whole night and the next whole night and uh, so on and so forth. So we see adjustments um, to many of these things um, over time. And these are the kind of adjustments that Bhakti has to be talking about because if he's talking about principles, then you know, one one generation it's you don't fall from Baikunta, the next one you do, and then it's back again and 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 so on and so forth. So core principles of the philosophy, um, they're not to be contradicted without really changing the whole ground on which the sampradaya is is um, has been uh, formed. Now you may uh, extend um, those core ideas and embellish them and play them out further. You can find like the concept of Abbas, you know, Bhava Bas, Nam Abbas, it's extended by Bhakti Vinod, Vaishnava Bhakti Abbas. Uh, Shraddha uh, is another one where he has. Uh, uh, what does he call it? Um, or uh, yeah, no. Or is it uh uh um, yeah. Shradhanamabhas. He has the concept. Shradhanamabhas. There's Namabas, which means okay, there's four things mentioned in Bhagavatam that constitute Namabhas to uh, sankal, is it sankhita, but he has him, to say it jokingly, to say the name. Uh, referring to something else, and so forth, and uh, it, that's all the Bhagavatam says about nama It's a core idea. Um, it's developed a little bit in Caitanya which It's kind of described as a as a, the, like the dawn hmm, by Haridas. Das. The Bhaktivedanta picked up on that. Uh, he's, he, he said, "There's there's nama and there's Shraddha nama when he speaks about Shraddha nama he means one who has faith in Krishna. Because what's being talked about in the Bhagavatam is not someone has faith in Krishna and is practicing. Faith, Shraddha, gives you eligibility to practice. Hmm? So, for example, the, the, Ajamil, who the Nama Bas description uh, verse uh, in Bhagavatam um, refers to, he wasn't a practitioner. Um, he just remembered his son uh, at the time of death, and his son was And Narayan, Narayan, so he called him. So Bhakti Manoj developed this idea of shraddha-namabhas, so namabhas in the context of having faith and practicing. And in that context, he's referred to it as a, as a stage of passing through, of clearing, kind of like uh, the, uh, uh, you have the um, namaparad, namabhas, and nam as stages. So the, the namabhas is kind of like, as he explained, is kind of like the dawn, when when it, you know, when, the, when it's light out, but the sun hasn't showed his face yet, hmm? but man, it's encouraging because you know it's going to come up. It's going to be a sunny day. I'm feeling good already. You know, it's going to be up any minute now. Hmm? Something like that. So, um, but that's you know the theological you know development of ideas and so forth without. Changing them, and then of course there's your, there's your preaching strategy things which we've talked about, and, and, and that's another thing. And this inherent bhakti, and inherent rupa, and falling from gulog and a non-literal Anadi Karma, these are all um, very well explained uh, as preaching strategies, um, and they are concepts that are very strongly, um, very core to the teaching. You know, where does bhakti come from? Well, I mean where where do you want to start? I mean Vishwana Chavatak has given a whole chapter in Madurya Kadambani to tell you where bhakti comes from. Where does she come from? It comes from herself. Hmm? How does it come to you? From the heart of a preacher in whom she's manifest it's shared to you. It's not already there in you. Hmm? It's it's a given, it's a blessing. It's, it's, I mean he makes a long argument to make this point. He doesn't in any way or shape or form, subtly, overtly, say it's its locus is within the jiva. No. Hmm. Its locus is within the paradigmatic figures in the Leela, like Nanda, Vatsalya, Yashoda Vatsalya, Subal, Sridham, Stokakrishna, Vasand, uh or Kokila, all in uh, Sakiras, in them Lalita, Vishaka Rupa Manjari, mm, Madhurya Embodied in them, they are the embodiments of, They are the very form of love Love has a shape of that, that Type of prem mm, And that Is coming to us through the Sadasanga Through Guru Parampara mm, The current, if that's, what's, that's what they're bringing to the world Via How do they bring it? Golok Premodhan. premo dhan, what are they bring? The prema dhan, the wealth of of Golok, hmm. is its preme, hmm. and they're bringing it, Golok Premodhan, premo dhan, hori kirtan, through nam kirtan. Hmm. That is the way, hmm? Nam kirtan. Hmm. We are talking about this root idea of the Jiva Thakurans. Host of questions today presented to me by a group of brahmacharis in some, not too far away from here, western city, asking if I could address them. Hmm? Things we've been discussing uh, to some extent. So it seems to be uh, coming around again as a buzzword topic, you know, this group and so forth. So we'll, we'll answer them with another, uh another discussion. So at any rate, um, here, to lead back to the story, what's happening is that in the house of, Nanda, of Yashoda, excuse me, same house, but of Jagannath, Mejira, and Sachi, hmm, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come, and twice now, he's eaten the offering for Gopal, because, well, you called me. He hasn't said it yet, but I mean, what have what I done wrong? You know, here I am, I am Bal Gopal. Hmm? I'm in a different form here, but uh, but that's me. Check my feet out. I've got the same markings <laughs> on there, as we heard earlier, right? I eat dirt too. <laughs> so, uh, with this kind of innocence, Chetan, in one sense, Chaitanya Mapra was coming, but in the context of that innocence, and hiding himself hmm, um, as a ordinary child he is accepting the offerings of this Brahman in a big way he's eating the whole meal himself Krishna is actually coming what kind of Brahman Sadhu Vashnava was this Hmm? this is the point how many lifetimes was he doing bhakti to have now this kind of uh, experience Hmm. and so this was a huge, then, issue for Jyavnath Mishra, This his son has done this to the brahmin, Vaishnava, oh my God, our house has just, just become, you know, a, a place of offense to Vaishnavas, and what to do. And so, again, the brahmin calmed Jyavnath Mishra down. That's how calm he was. It's this the will of the Lord, what can be done, you know. It's all right. I'll fast today. No, he, he couldn't have it. You're going to fast in, in the house. But it was late now, hmm. yeah. and so. But they begged, insisted, please, you know. So out of out of his own, not out of his own appetite, you know, or being uh, upset. I've got to eat something. I came here. I got to get some rice. It's late now, you know. He had no thought like this. Hmm. So what you can understand what he was doing when he was making his offering. He wasn't thinking. hmm that sounds good let's offer that <laughs> um, which isn't bad because if you really like something then you can offer it with feeling but the idea is that Vaishnavas don't eat right mm. Krishna eats but the Bodhis uh, just honor the Prashad it's, uh, it's an honoring it's not eating uh, what is the song of Bhakti Vinod? Um Krishna Anyway, so honoring the prasad Um and said so you're, you're you're in the world, but you're not of it. Everybody wants to have the well, it's a popular idea to be non-exploitative, and you know, don't um, you know, the factory farms are bad. The, 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 they're raping the, the land doing with the pesticides, and so on and so forth. So find good food and the proper way. So this prashadam should be a popular idea if it's done properly. So it's all offered in sacrifice, offered the pleasure of Bhagawan, and so so he was really doing this. He was and you could, you can imagine the power of that prasad. Hmm? What was the power of that prasad? That, that, that Krishna, that first of all, because of his bhakti, Chaitanamabhu, in his heart, had brought him to his own house and to his own, his special leela. Hmm? And then, personally, ate his offerings twice. And now, finally, he agrees the third time Okay, the child's asleep now, huh. and with the, with the ladies in the other rooms, and its door's locked, please, you know, and I'll guard it. And Misha says, so you please you know, go ahead and cook. Mm. And, of course, he cooked, he made the offering, and everyone fell asleep, like it comes as prison. <laughs> and Chaitanya came out, ate the offering and showed himself to be Gopal. Hmm. And the third time the Brahmin kept it a secret. Apu said, don't tell anybody, but see who I am. Hmm. Don't you remember? You came to Nandamarsha's house and I ate your offering there as well. This is another leave of mine. Hmm. And so the Brahmin was, like, happy and um, after it was over, Mahabhu ate the third offering <laughs> and, and so forth, uh, went back to bed. Everyone woke up suddenly, and the Brahman was just like jubilant. I thought, oh, he's eaten, okay, <laughs> he's finally eaten, I guess. He's, no wonder he's happy. Great, everything's good. He's happy. Uh, <laughs> and he was uh, told by Mahabhu to keep it a secret in this way. Mahabhu was meeting with one of his um, parambhushnas and who sort had of witnessed him and had darshan of him in the previous uh, Leela as well. So it's a beautiful story. It's played out in some detail in uh, Chaitanya Bhagavata. In Chaitanya Bhagavata, I think after the second time of Chaitanya Mahabhu was uh, eating the offering, Vishvarupa, the elder brother, comes in and tries to negotiate. You know and and he and, and he convinced the Brahmin to cook the third time. And he could be pretty convincing. the mm. expansion of of, of Balaram. Mm. So he just mentions it here in a verse and So further, there's another leela then. In his childhood, the Lord was taken away by two thieves outside his home. The Lord, however, was got up on the shoulders of the thieves and while they were thinking they were safely carrying the child uh, to rob his ornaments, the Lord misled them and instead of going to their own home, they ended up returning to the place where they started at Jagadam house. Hmm? And so... I think they became devotees as a result of it. <laughs> Prabhupada tells a nice story. It's a little bit related about some thieves who saw that, some thief who saw that what he saw that there's this boy, and he's very beautiful, and I heard that he's got he's decorated with valuable ornaments, and he hangs out in the forest. sounds like an easy, you know heist. So he went with the idea to steal the ornaments from Krishna. And of course, Krishna sh- appeared before him in the forest, and uh, he lost all interest in the ornaments of Krishna, which are ornamented by himself. He is the ornament of his ornaments. It said that the ornaments become beautified by being, um, uh, when Krishna is adorned by them. Hmm. And Krishna said, Don't you want You want them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take my pearls, take my coral. Hmm. I I don't know. I've got something more valuable hmm. that you've shown me. So anyway, I am a little bit reminded of that. Leela here, the thieves had an idea to steal. So, probably would say, if you're going to steal from somebody, then you know, steal from Krishna. Uh, you know, if you're going to drink and make a toast, make a toast to Krishna and say. Mm, no. What is the verse? <laughs> huma, but amongst, uh, I am the taste in wine. You know? and, uh, and gradually you become Krishna conscious. And have to start somewhere. There's a famous story of how in, in a, a storefront matchless gifts, Prabhupada was giving a talk and some person, a street person came in and interrupted and walked right up to Prabhupada and Everything stopped. Got in front of Prabhupada, and reaching his coat, and pulled out a roll of toilet paper, and set it down, and walked out. And Prabhupada didn't use toilet paper, you know, <laughs> but he said, "Ah, his devotional life has begun." I don't know how he maybe he used it to blow his nose or something. And I thought, you know, so <laughs> the devotees are trying to find a way, but to engage people. But point being, of course, this is a strong point made in the Bhagavatam that any approach to Krishna even out of envy, out of enmity, mm. out of karma, mm. is uh, fruitful, somehow or other. The only there's only two types of people famous in the world, those who are famous for loving God and those who are famous for not loving God, or acting in a demonic way. You have your Gandhis, you know, of sorts, uh, or your Rumi's, your Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, these type of Jesus, and you have your Hitlers, mm and uh, so forth everybody else nobody else gets much mention at least as far as time over time goes so uh, you either like him or you don't uh, and you'll be well known it's better to better to almost to not like him and be preoccupied with him Mm -hmm. than uh, than to be indifferent Mm -hmm. that's the point such as this (laughs) it's capacity to purify one Mm -hmm. Pretending to be sick, the Lord asked for some foodstuff from the house of Hiranya and Jagadish on the day of Ekadasi. Mm. That's uh, another one. Mm. They were living in Godroom, Jagadish and Hiranya, and they had—they were Brahmins. They had some some means. They were well off economically, and so. That's how they spent their money on ikadasi. They made a feast for Krishna, for for for, for God, for the whole household deity. Mm-hmm. That was their happiness. So ikadasi is not about fasting, it's about feasting. As Prabhupada once said, it's a positive thing. Mm-hmm. They, the devotees would give up eating and sleeping and drinking because they were thinking, on this day, although Krishna's can eat unlimitedly nonetheless it's thought when as the moon controls the tides causes them to rise or or to recede so on the codice day it causes the fluids in the body to rise and put pressure on the senses so there's a greater tendency to enjoy Hmm? therefore in one sense from one side they fast to overcome that but then those in the bhav they think Krishna's capacity to enjoy Will be increased Anikadasi, thinking of him in Aprakata, aprakata conception hmm. and So they Good opportunity, he'll eat more today so Make it real nice and Get real busy, and make a feast uh, So they were doing like this And suddenly Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was over in In Mahayapur, Antardvip hmm, Across the Jalangi As it is now a branch of the ganges um some distance uh, said take me to Jagadisha so i'm going to eat something there and what you know tai it's just a kid and uh, what do you know they're even over there at the cooking but he was so insistent he he was he used to be such that used to be such that if he would cry then the elderly ladies would come together and they would chant maha mantra hmm? and he would stop crying but on this occasion he wouldn't stop, so the Mahamantra wasn't working. that seemed. So he then he expressed that that, that that I'm sick, and the only thing that will help me is that I got to eat. That's been offered by Jag, cooked by Jagadish, and so just his insistence as a child, there was nothing they could do. They, had, they just had to okay, and it didn't make any sense, but let's you know, but like, we'll do it. He had that kind of power to convince, and, <laughs> and so, so they took him there and. Um, and, of course, Germany says, well, it's a courtesy, <laughs> you know. We cook rice and grains and everything for the deity and so forth. And, and so this would be going against the principles, because he's just a child. Hmm? So, like, he hasn't done his confirmation yet, you know. <laughs> uh, he's given it in Catholic uh, terms uh, and so on. Um, you know, he's still... He's beyond sin. He'll only go to limbo at this point or something. So, okay, that's there. That's, that's going to be a problem for a, for a child. But still, we should teach him. But anyway, what we, what we do? We can't. So he ate the offering of Jagadish. And then he was cured of his ailments and so forth. And and then these, then they get the, the Jagadish and, and others. They get these glimpses. He's extraordinary, the child. He's... He's Bhagwan, maybe he you know but but a minute ago he was crying and sick, that can't be that's just not the case. And so we'll go back to their normal devotional. In this case, what's all your perspective. Kine Churikat Kine Maraha Shishure, Kine chaha kiba nahi gare. said, Why do you steal others' things? Why do you beat other children? Why do you go inside others' houses? why do you not have why do you do that when you have your own house and what do you not have here in your own house shunikruda hana probu chila thus rebuked by his mother the lord would go in anger to a room and break all the pots within it tabisachi Kori Kuraila Santosh Jadosha Then such a mother would take her son on her, on her lap and pacify him, and the Lord would be very much pleased, admitting his own faults. So why did he do all these things? I was reading um, some couple years back, I remember, these sections of Chaitanya Bhagavat in Madhuvan couple years back and there was a devotee present there and um a newer devotee and he was and it's played out in greater detail the extent to which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu like was like uncontrollable and he was causing a havoc amongst the community and the family and breaking things in the house and tearing the whole place apart you know a total terror and um this devotee is like, why did he do that? How, you know, how he's. I mean, we're supposed to worship this. What kind of, you know, what kind of example is being taught here? You know, he was like really actually confused by it. Hmm. And of course, the answer to the question is, why did he do that? Because that's what's all the above. Hmm. This is what he's actually in. What's all the above? Hmm. And um, that's what it's like. Hmm. And that is higher than... He's teaching that. Hmm. There are other teachings to be had to, and how to attain it, and act properly, and you don't act like that to attain that, and so forth, but what it is. And it's the same thing we kind of discussed a little bit the other day as well, where Krishna's eating dirt and lying about it, and so forth. Well, why is he lying? He's gone. It. Because that's what's all about hmm children kids lie they don't want to get punished you know they do it and so he's not he's faking it so he's really experiencing it tasting it and it's making the godhead the vatsalya of jisoda the vatsalya of of, uh, of sachi making him into a real child and uh, and uh, a misbehaved one which is uh, can be charming i guess to some extent consuming, and then he makes up for it, and just you know, and he's all nice about it because he causes a big problem, and then, then he admits his faults, and everything just you know, because he loves it, immediately goes away with all the problems. or you're upset with him, and as soon as he says, I'm sorry, oh, it's okay, <laughs> <don't know. laughs> something like that. So she's completely taken by him. Hmm? Once the child chit and the as chastises his mother with his soft hand. His mother falsely fainted. And seeing this, Chaitanya Mahabhava began to cry. nadi keila deha ani. hui tomar janani. The lady said, quick, go get some coconuts. Then she'll be cured. And she was just faking it. So then he went outside and found some coconuts, brought them, and I think this is to maybe describe it them by what he found, two special white coconuts or something, I don't know, where did come from? White coconuts, and gave them, and she was cured, because was, she was faking it, but, <laughs> hmm, so. And then we come, kabushishu Sange, snan kolilagongate, gangate hmm? Pujite. So this is a longer section. We'll discuss this next time. Now he meets with some girls on the bank of the Jamuna or the bank of the Ganges. How will he behave in this instance? This would be some important discussion. What was the time? 8.07. Okay, so we me stop there. Pancha Rudas Chak, because I'm going to be with Titanam Bhavanagavashna,